Hello and welcome back to Poduck Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Poduck, amazingly. The show, the books, just everything. We are your hosts and my name is Rita, I live in England, I tumble at Princess of Poduck and tweet at Rita Bites. Hello, I am Delenda, I live in France, I blog at British Lisa on Tumblr and tweet at Delenda Dia. Unfortunately, Michelle still isn't here, boo, but do not fear, she will be back next week to discuss... Season 3. Yes, the BBC finally gave us an air date. Miracle happened. Episode 1 of Season 3 will air Sunday, June 11th. So, jot that down in your diaries. Now, because the BBC were so utterly crap about the air date, (laughs) we were taken a little bit by surprise by the announcement. A little, just a little. (laughs) And and we'll be able to finish this rewatch series. Thanks so much. Um, there just simply isn't enough time. Therefore, this will be our last rewatch episode. Kind of awkwardly <laughs> finishing <laughs> episode know. four of season two. Barely got into it, but there you go. Let's talk about episode four. Let's do this. Uh, the previous few episodes uh, have mentioned the introduction of red coats to the area. That's why Captain McNeil was there. There's been loads of smuggling in the area and they're trying to crack down. Ross is, of course, snarky about this and starts the episode by goading law enforcement, which is not smart. Here we go again, Ross. Anywho, (laughs) Demelza is super pregnant and also fishing whilst super pregnant. Now remember, they're super broke thanks to Ross, so the fishing is incredibly important if they're not going to starve to death. But it's obviously dangerous, and Ross is not very happy about it. Meanwhile, the miners all have scurvy. Actually, not just the miners, pretty much everybody in town. Dwight is at first bemused, but then stumbles onto a prognosis when Ross jokes about Dwight joining the Navy. Don't give him any ideas! Dwight desperately needs fresh fruit and vegetables so that he can cure them, but there aren't any because they're all, like, super poor. If only there were some rich, benevolent heiress he was flirting with currently who could maybe provide them with oranges. (laughs) If only. I knew it was you. I'm very grateful. I'll be life-saving. Good heavens. You don't imagine I care about the fate of a few fishwives, do you? You wouldn't take my guinea. So... I knew your conscience wouldn't let you refuse a gift for your starving patients. So you see, now you're under obligation to me. (laughs) Is that where you prefer your men? (laughs) Rather impertinent. I like you very much too. with Aunt Agatha suggests Elizabeth pays a call to George to, quote, keep him sweet because they owe him a ton of money. So she does. Whilst sharing a cup of tea with him, he threatens to make life difficult for Ross and Francis. What is it you seek, George? Your friendship. A renewal of our former intimacy. A gradual increase in it. Is that too much to ask? 
particularly if it safeguards those you love. George's scheming kicks up a gear this week. He has his man vote down Ross's plan to continue tunnelling and buys even more shares in Wheel Leisure. And just to kick Ross while he's down, he shows up to a shareholders meeting. Ross is like, well, fuck this, and decides to sell off half of his shares in Wheel Leisure so that he can reopen Wheel Grace with Francis. George obviously hears of this and goads Ross in the Red Lion and they have a ridiculous brawl. I mean, we're talking so fireplaces, fingers and eyes. Ugh, <gasps> it was floppy hair everywhere. Ridiculous. Mr. Trencom, the local smuggler, makes him an offer. He would pay him £200 per cargo and six barrels of salt for use of Nampara Cove for landing. And Ross, the idiot, strikes again. Because he agrees. Demelza is furious at him for risking his life. Again. Why is it fine for you to run risks when I may not even take a boat out in calm waters? Hashtag men logic. Ross goes out to help load the cargo and pushes her over the edge. She's going to do what she wants, and she wants to go fishing. Well, in fact, they have no food left in the larder. And when she goes out on the boat the next day, she inconveniently goes into labor and has to row herself back to shore. Ross shows up to rescue her, and the greatest scene of all time follows. Give me the horse, Demelza! I can manage! Give me the horse! You are the most stubborn! Pick at it! Yay! <laughs> Verity is swanning about Truro. She's apparently spending most of her time gallivanting off to Lisbon with her new husband. But things are not all rosy. Andrew's kids are not fans of his new marriage. Do you ever think the price is too high? Your children shun us. My brother disowns us. Luckily for her, Ross persuades Frances to reconcile with her new husband at the end of the episode, and all is well. Yay! Yay! Oh, and the kids show up, but they're awful, so who really cares? <laughs> Rita really loves Andrew's son, so <laughs> you should so know great. by now. <laughs> He's so great. And uh, Demelza delivers baby Jeremy Poldark. Welcome to the world, baby! The episode ends with the whole Poldark family toasting the opening of the mine and Ross finally says something sweet about Demelza being his dog star, which apparently is a compliment. <laughs> and the episode ends! Dun, dun, yeah. dun. Uh, overall, this episode is one of my favourites. Like, I really like enjoyed myself. It, it was, was like, yes. so, so good. Really satisfying after episode three, which was just depressing. <laughs> So depressing, infuriating. <laughs> okay, and um, Michelle, we miss you, said, Ross, you were almost hung a few months ago. Stop baiting the local popo, you great prat. Agreed. 
and great use of the word Pratt Michelle. <laughs> I think um, one of the things I really enjoy about this episode was that the conflict in the marriage, uh, specifically the Poldark marriage, they were like really organic and it wasn't about a third party. I live for the squabbling and like the bickering because I think they're like really both feisty and passionate people and I think they would butt heads a lot and this is an aspect of the show that they play up more than the books and I think it adds an air of authenticity to their marriage like they feel like the most married people on television yeah flesh and bone um I think the way they portray the Demelza's visceral reactions following the incident later in the series is actually a perfect example um, I think she is way, at least what I personally think, she's way more passive-aggressive or more passive and accepting of the BS in the book. And uh, Michelle actually thinks that uh, it's a divergence in characterization, which will be interesting to see how it continues in season three, which could be good or could be bad. Definitely a double-edged sword. It could end up completely destroying the show. <laughs> I know, I'm actually kind of scared, but uh, we trust Debbie. We have faith in you. Some of us more than others. <laughs> Favourite scene was just the boat scene. I fucking mm. love the boat scene. Mm. I could watch the boat. I, I literally watched the boat scene three times in a row. <laughs> it's their um, best scene. When, when um, I saw paparazzi photos of them filming this, I was initially worried because it painted Ross into like the hero, saving mm. the damsel in distress trope. Um. It's a role that I loathe, and it's mm. not who Demelza is, and it's not at all what happened in the book, but it kind of plays out good in the show, because it kind of feels like Ross is being super melodramatic. <laughs> he's, he's just, like, unbuttoning his coat, and he's, like, furious. Taking off my shirt, gonna save my wife! <laughs> <laughs> it's like 18th century Baywatch. <laughs> And you could very easily argue that Demelza would have made it back on her own and she would have been fine and the Ross, like, quote, quote, helping her. He throws the oars into the water, like... I know! <laughs> it's one of the dumbest things he's ever done. Yeah, ever she done would her. have been so, so fine. I mean, she it probably would have taken her more time, but she would have been good. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was, um, hands down, one of my favorite Romelza scene. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, because I thought it was like hyperbolic and cathartic representation of their relationship in general. And uh, my favorite line is when uh, Demelza says, uh, well, more like asks, where would you be if I hadn't come along? <laughs> well, my money is on the Red Lion spending quality time with Margaret whilst pining after the other woman and occasionally fighting with George. <laughs> And I think Michelle is a fan of this idea. (laughs) And um, I also loved uh, the scene uh, with Ross, Andrew, and uh, Francis, Andrew Blaney and Francis, because I love the subtlety that um, Ross used (laughs) to basically say without actually say, um, I know what you did and I don't blame you for it. I just want to put everything behind us and uh, this is now or never. I thought it was all about the eyes. Like, I, th- I thought it was such a brilliant uh, moment of acting. I mean, random point, but I really loved Francis's hat in that scene. <laughs> yeah, it looked you nice. Can... It's a good hat. There should have been more of that hat I in know. the show. 
<laughs> I you can always get really important thematical points from me. I loved the hat. Um another scene we have to talk about <laughs> is the very last scene when they're all toasting. Mm. And um Demelza gives Elizabeth the stunt face. <laughs> if looks could kill <laughs> She is so done and it's so epic. I know. Um I feel like the hostility a lot more this time. Like everybody seems to hate each other, except for Francis, who <laughs> just <laughs> Francis is just in the midst of all this turmoil, just obliviously loving everybody. Like, yeah, he's just he's like, I almost killed myself, but now I'm good. I love you all, and uh... <laughs> he's like, let me get my divining rod, and <laughs> I'll wait, I'll leave you to the triangle. Bye. <laughs> So yeah, that was a, a really, really fun episode and <laughs> performance of the week. Dwight's hair. Mm. So golden. So floppy. Deserves its Billowing in the wind. Um, a performance of the week for me was uh, Demelza. Because clearly the woman needs no man to rely upon and it's beautiful to watch. However, Michelle argued with me <laughs> asking <laughs> if she doesn't need a man, why would she stay with a man? Mm-hmm. And, she's married uh, him <laughs> she's stuck with him <laughs> she's stuck with him and uh, I think that sometimes love makes you do illogical things and uh, I want to quote Verity on that um, I think it was in the one of the fin- series finale actually when she uh, told her but reason cannot guide you only the heart and sometimes what the heart dictates makes no sense at all yet it must be followed <laughs> I think, like, we talked about this in length previously. Like, she can't mm. just casually leave him. I know that the it's show tried that to easy. make it look like she was, like, going to leave him. She would have to give up a lot of her rights, a lot of her property, mm. her own son. Um, I think she was just a bit fed up this week. <laughs> I know. And can you blame her? Ross was being moronic again. He nearly got, like, he nearly got hung. And we're talking, like, less than nine months later. He is pushing his luck with the law again. I would be furious with him. Like I would slap him. It's like, like somebody you, slap it, him. It's like he thinks he can get away with uh, everything and every time. And like, no. <laughs> to be fair, he has gotten away with absolutely everything. He I always know. gets away with everything. He will continue to get away with everything because he's Ross Paulark. It makes me, like, really angry when I watch, like, especially some of the things that happen later in the series. Mm. I will continue. If Ross would ever just actually face the consequences of his actions one mm. time, I would be fine. But I feel but he never like does. He, he, he won't. Even, even with cheating on Elizabeth, he gets forgiven. <laughs> This is why we need Michelle, because I get too down on Ross. <laughs> I know. I mean, Michelle, I think, <laughs> Michelle I think he's the only one defending listening. him. Even though, you know, she's she gave him a hard time as well, but, you know. She loves him uh, more than me. <laughs> clearly. And yeah, she'll have more Ross to love with the Karn brothers coming next next week. <laughs> but that's another topic for another podcast. So I think that's it from us this week. So next time you will hear from us, we will be discussing the first episode of season three. (gasps) So exciting. So looking forward to it. Um, Just a heads up, expect the air dates of the podcasts. 
uh, to fluctuate throughout season three as we are trying to fit scripting and recording and editing into our already packed lives on pretty short notice again thank you BBC. thank you thank you um michelle wanted to insert a not not into this. <laughs> no we love you bbc really <laughs> We do, we do. But uh, yeah, so please do get in contact after the episode air with your thoughts. And we will, as ever, read and respond on air. You can either tweet us at Poldark Podcast or add to the ask box on poldarkpodcast.tumblr.com. And we will see you next week, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.